Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Good morning, Ali. Good morning, Michelle. I'm fantastic. Well, I'm sleepy. I'm tired. It's a Thursday and it feels like it, but I'm always, always, always happy to chat with you, especially because we haven't talked, you and I, um, the last two episodes of this podcast, we recorded with other people. And so we're finally back on together, just you and me. Reunited and it feels so good. (laughs) Yes, it does. And I love that, like, before and I don't know what people understand our process like we don't have a process first of all so that's like we don't have anything real <laughs> in place I mean we have a post recording process that we kind of stick to for the most part is that Michelle says okay have fun doing everything else Allie <laughs> and I do so good. you do I mean it's, you're so good at it um but our pre-process is hey, what are we going to talk about today? I don't know. Do you have any ideas? And then one of us comes up with an idea and the other person goes, oh, that's great. And we start talking about it. We go, hold on, don't talk about it anymore. Let's save our reactions (laughs) when we're actually recording so that we're not rehashing everything that we just said. So my topic today that you gracefully agreed to talk about was we're going back to in-person WordCamps as early as next January, I guess, right? Yeah. I guess so, te- technically within the, uh, uh, after about three months from now, yeah, we'll be yeah. going back to the uh, possibility of in-person or we have the option. Yeah. People have the option exactly. to uh, host an in-person or yeah. a virtual WordCamp, which has With not been allowed ca- for two years right. now. With a whole lot of caveats, right? So um, Rocio Valdiva, Valdivia, sorry, um, posted on September 13th announcement, updated guidelines for in-person, in, I can't talk today, in person word camps, mm-hmm. um, which include things like, you know, your, your local government has to have approved meetings and your venues have to have proper things in place. And there's a whole list and we can, you know, tweet out the, the link to this post if you, if people haven't seen it yet, but I don't want to talk about necessarily like, so what do you think we need to do at word camps, you know, to make it safe? Cause I mean, that's, that's a conversation that's, that's happening everywhere. Nah, yeah. That's, that's, that's boring to us anyway. Like the, the people that need to make those decisions and make those decisions and we'll agree or not. But what I wanted to talk about was like, what do you feel about it? Like, what do you think about it? So um, coming from a bunch of different standpoints, right? So number one, um, mask, no mask. We have people on both sides of, you know, the, the table on that. I don't want to get political, obviously. I just want to talk about the the effects of these things. But we have people on both sides of that debate within WordPress, vaccination, not vaccination. We have people who can't be vaccinated for whatever reasons, um, medically. We have people who choose not to be vaccinated. And I'm not gonna talk politically about that, but it does have an effect on how people attend in-person events, right? So like my daughter's wedding, everybody was vaccinated. That was one of the requirements was people had to be vaccinated to show up. you know, and that was their choice. And so whatever, but, um, and then also like, there's people like me who have immunocompromised, I can't say that word either, who are immunocompromised. Mm-hmm. I can't type today either. So it's not just my <laughs> mouth. My fingers are also affected. Um, but if you're immunocompromised, even with the vaccination, you know, there's boosters, there's, there's just a lot of moving pieces for any particular individual to have a comfort level of being in a big 
room full of people again. Yeah. All right. I'll shut up now. I want your take on it. Um, yeah, I, I feel a particular kind of way about this primarily because of my personal experience. Um, because my mom, who I'm very, very close with, um, not that, not that that, you know, gives her life any more or less meaning, but it's just why it affects me. We're very, very, we're like mm-hmm. sisters. We're super, super close. Uh, she has lupus, which makes her, uh, it, it, she has a compromised immune system and mm-hmm. she has not been vaccinated, not because she doesn't want to, but because there's not been any research or studies or anything about the effects of the, the COVID vaccine on people with lupus one but also the effects of the vaccine in conjunction with the medication that people with lupus have to take that affects their immune system. Mm -hmm. So she and her doctor have been talking a lot about, you know, what should we do? Should I take it? Should I not? And so far her doctor has said no. And she's Mm -hmm. listening to her doctor. She's doing a lot of independent research. She's now, only now she's starting to see some information arising about people with lupus. So now she's seriously considering doing it before the end of the year. But Mm -hmm. I think about, okay, my mom is not interested in going to a word camp. But if she were, you know, or if there are other people in our community, which I'm sure there are, who have Mm -hmm. compromised immune systems, who have uh, uh, illnesses like lupus, this list, this guidelines um, that have, I'm sure, so thoughtfully been put together. I'm, I'm not trying to scrap the work these people have been doing. Um, I, I look at these lists and I say, my mom still would not be safe because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the guidelines, the requirements for how a, an event can be run in terms of local public health authorities saying people can gather, People have been saying that people can gather when people should not have been gathering. Mm-hmm. And the numbers, like statistically, mm-hmm. numbers show that. Um, right. There's an in-person safety checklist. I mean, we can follow that to the best of our ability, but mm-hmm. not all events are going to be able to enforce every single rule. We haven't been able to enforce every single code of conduct rule in the past. You know, right. people are going to people. Um, <laughs> and primarily what gives me pause is where it says you know people can have in person in-person word camps for only fully vaccinated people what does that mean does that mean that you are going to screen every single person and force them to show their um vaccination card and in cross-reference and like people have been lying and saying that they were vaccinated for the whole entire time this has vaccinations have mm-hmm. been available. Yep. And I'm, I'm, I don't like to think that people in our community would do that. People are going to people. And yeah. I think that, I don't know, it just, me personally, right? This is, this is, this is kind of a hot button topic. This can get political really quickly. Um, mm-hmm. and, and people are obviously very sensitive to these kinds of conversations about COVID and, and masks and vaccines and all that stuff it still scares me. Mm -hmm. And this is the conversation I had with myself last year when I got married, which was if I do everything I could possibly do to make this safe and one person gets COVID as a result of this happening, can I 
forgive myself for that? And the answer mm-hmm. ultimately was no, which is why I had a, a two-person wedding essentially. Right. <laughs> um, and so I don't know. I personally do not feel like it's a very good idea at this point in time mm-hmm. to hold in person large in-person events like this. What I would love to see in something like this, as far as like the guidelines, maybe a limit to the amount of people per the size of the space so that social distancing can be possible. Maybe a limit to, um, you know, the amount of people that you can have in a, in a talk or in a session or whatever, so that mm-hmm. social distancing can be possible. And those might, those might take place on a individual level, like an event by event level where the organizers decide those things. Um, I just, at my brain goes to the worst case scenarios where mm-hmm. suddenly WordPress is in the news because there was a, a, the first word camp back ended up being like a super spreader event and people got really sick. Like yeah. I, that, that scares the crap out of me. And I, I love WordPress. I love WordCamps. Anybody who has spoken to me for five minutes in this community knows that. I don't think it's worth it. I really don't think it's worth it to, 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 to go to one of these events in person and get the information that I could get for free way more easily virtually mm-hmm. anyway and yeah. risk getting sick or having somebody get sick. I mean, we're only just now, I saw something in the news yesterday about kids under 11 now being able to be vaccinated or that's starting mm-hmm. to become a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would hate for a parent to go to a word camp and then bring something home to their kid despite their best efforts to be to be safe and to be you know all of that Mm -hmm. stuff because that having the vaccine does not mean that you don't get covid it means that you don't die from covid probably right right? so i i i'm a worrier by nature anyway (laughs) um and 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 a fairly anxious person so i'm i'm thinking of the worst case scenarios and i'm thinking of is it what does this gain? What do we gain from being able to do this? Mm-hmm. It's nice to be able to see see people in person, mm-hmm. but I I just I feel like it's it's not worth it. And the the level of accessibility that virtual events has given, you know, people who have mobility issues, people who have familial uh, obligations and things like that, has made like I'm I'm really glad that it's now an option. Mm-hmm. right so we're not saying no more virtual events I don't think that's ever mm-hmm. going to happen um it just it the the pros don't seem to outweigh the cons for me that's so the think, TLDR of my my bit <laughs> let me play devil's advocate on that and I'm not necessarily saying this is my stance but I want to just like look yeah. at things from the other side of things so all that you said I agree with what if though it's still let's say we still have hybrid events and now you can choose whether or not you attend in person or not do you think a hybrid event like that is still problematic um yes it could still be a super spreader event but at this at that point you're relying on people to do the right peopling right Mm -hmm. (laughs) and make the right decisions as to not lie about vaccinations and things like that now that said i will say like so my brother recently had covid he was really sick. He didn't end up in the hospital, but he was down for the count and he was fully vaccinated. He just hadn't had a booster yet. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, 
the truth is he didn't die. He didn't end up in the hospital. You know, it was like a, it was like a very bad flu and he's a healthy 40 something year old man, you know? So yes, I'm getting my booster soon because I did not need to be that person. (laughs) But, um, but if you think about it, uh, so, so yes, to set to your point though, is that just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean you can't get sick. First of all, Mm -hmm. um, you probably won't die. That is the best part of that. But if, if I wanted to attend an event and I'm got my boosters and I'm wearing my mask and all those kinds of things, is it enough that I'm taking that risk for myself as an adult? And so we should trust people to make the right decisions for themselves in that, in that case. What are your thoughts? And that's, that's the, that's the, the age old question is like, can people be trusted to make decisions for the, how many sci-fi dystopian books boil down <laughs> to, can people make decisions for themselves? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to be an alarmist here and think that, you know, everyone going is going to infect everyone else and it's going to be a disaster. But like, yeah, there's going to be plenty of people who are like, I, I'm going to double mask up. I'm going to get my vaccines and my boosters. I'm going to have my hand sanitizer. How much hand sanitizer are we going to give out in swag? You know, like it's going to be. Everywhere. Oh my gosh. Um, I know. I'm going to bathe but, in it if I go. <laughs> but I also know that there are people who, are going to be so excited to go in person and so excited to see their friends mm-hmm. and will maybe choose the less safe option mm-hmm. right like especially if it's if it's a matter of like you know this is the first time if, if i'm thinking of those kind of people who go to work camps who went to work camps often mm-hmm. and now then had to spend two years not going and not seeing their friends and not having yeah. that people like you and me yeah, kinda. Um, and then all of a sudden now it's possible. Like if I didn't have all these fears, I wouldn't even consider going to another virtual event. I would be the first person signing up to go in person if I didn't have these, mm-hmm. these, these issues. Um, so I, I liked, I would like to believe that yes, people are going to make the best decision for themselves mm-hmm. and you know, the people who are there in person will be the, the people who know that they are mm-hmm. um, in a position to be at an in-person event. And the people who right. don't think that they are will stay home. Mm-hmm. The last years have not proven that to me. Also, the thing I'm concerned about is with, ver- with um, shoot. Hybrid? Yes, thank you. <laughs> this means hybrid. <laughs> like the two together. Um, with We're just hybrid in sync, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> Um, with hybrid events, I'm concerned that it won't be fair almost. Like the people attending virtually will not get the same experience as the people attending in person. And it will be this almost, um, and I mean, again, this is a event by event thing, but Mm -hmm. What like am I a trying division, to say? Like a divisive something. That's yeah, divisive it'll be almost. kind of a divisive thing where it's like the people who go virtually are going to get the information from the talks, um, mm-hmm. but that's maybe kind of it, and the, and they're going to lose out on so much of the. They're not going to get swag. I mean, they're not going to get the networking. Yeah. They're not going to get the food. You know, all of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a FOMO, um, right? There's a fear yeah. of missing out if you're not there in person. But that's been true of every event, too. Yeah. I mean, I could just say that you know, like WordCamp Europe was um a hybrid event before it became and you know before it was just an online event mm-hmm. and 
you know, you could watch it. Work Camp, um, Work Camp US has been that way. People have been watching from around the world and it's like, oh man, I wish I was there, but at least I got to participate in some respects, yeah. you know? So I think it just depends on what your level of FOMO is on those kinds of things. And, mm-hmm. and I think just like in, in a lot of life, you have to throw fair out the window for some things, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's, as long as it's equity, there's an equitable access to what the WordCamp's core is, which is the value of the presentations, then mm-hmm. I think that it's, you know, fair. Um, but yeah, I agree that the fun part of, of t- attending event, having coffee with somebody, yeah. you know, walking through the, the vendor hall and grabbing swag and that kind of thing that, that I miss that now. And I think that any event that where I'm watching online or I know people are there and I'm not, I'm always like, but I want to be there. You know, I would definitely want to see a a difference in price. Like if you're getting an in-person ticket, it's, you know, 25, 30, 40% more than a virtual Mm -hmm. ticket. Um, Yeah. I don't, I don't know that they ever charge for virtual tickets. Have they? uh, That's true. I don't think so. I think virtual has never been something that people, because they're not paying for food. They're not paying for your seat, the venue. So I think that's entirely right. So yeah, yeah. if we're going back to in-person events and we're going back to this ticket structure of you're buying a seat, blah, blah, blah. um, Yeah. If you are attending virtually. Yeah. There's there's still an equity there though. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I I think, I think what I was boiling down to is like, I would hate for people to be buying tickets because this is technically an in-person event with a virtual Mm -hmm. option. And so you buy this ticket and you don't get what the people Mm -hmm. get who are actually there because you've prioritized your health or safety. It's almost like a punishment. Mm -hmm. Right. And it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel fair, but I would, there's a difference there. Yeah. I would advocate that if they are going to charge for attending online, that there would be a huge difference in price because you're not accounting for all the food and other things. There is obviously um, a cost to producing online events. We, we, mm-hmm. we do pay a lot of money for those, you know, mm-hmm. because we need production companies. We need all those things. Trying to bootstrap it together with volunteers is not, that's not fair to the volunteers, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, certainly you and I are not going to solve the world's WordCamp problem on the Thursday also, afternoon. <laughs> also something that gives me pause. One of the things in this list um, it's like it, they they have a very helpful like kind of um, visual graph. We'll add a link to this in the show notes for this episode um, to the make WordPress announcement um, where basically it says if where you live has limited vaccine access and limited text testing access, you will need to organize an online WordCamp. Like the, the in-person option is not available to you, which I don't know a ton about vaccine and testing access in other parts of the world, mm-hmm. um, but that also almost feels like a punishment where it's like, okay, I live in a, um, I hate using the word like developing countries and, and all of that stuff. Like I don't, mm-hmm. but that's what I'm getting at, right? Like I live in a part of the world that is not as quote unquote developed or you know, however you want to put that. Mm-hmm. And so we have limited resources. It's a, it's a, it's a less wealthy area, whatever. And mm-hmm. so we're struggling. We have less vaccine access. We have less tax testing access. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that already friggin' sucks to live mm-hmm. in a, a place like that. I know that especially at the beginning of the pandemic, um, a lot of places in India were struggling with those sorts of things and people mm-hmm. were suffering immensely 
-hmm. And so then it, it, yeah, it, it almost feels like punishment to those parts of the world that can't help this. And again, mm -hmm. it, it does kind of boil down to the FOMO. Um, but I don't know, it, it, it seems, it doesn't, I would feel awful if I lived in a, in a part of the world like that and mm -hmm. I'd managed to get a vaccine and I managed to get my stuff together, um, but I could not host an event in my area and I had to sit online and watch, you know, Mm -hmm. Camp Boston have this great big in-person event and I'm sitting here like I can't help where I live you know right um so that that also hits me as and again I I, I don't want to imply that the people who have developed these guidelines are being intentionally exclusive no, um but that's just there has to be a, it feels to yeah me. there has to be a way to reopen there has to be a way to roll out um and there's a lot of variables, a lot of moving pieces. So, yeah, I think that I agree. I think they're doing the best they can. And, you know, will I line up to be at a word in-person WordCamp next year? Probably so. I probably will because I've missed that. And I know that I can, you know, take all the precautions that I can and, and, and calculated risks, I guess, is the way yeah. I would put it. I'm also not spending a lot of time with other immunocompromised people that I would worry about infecting. I don't have small children at home. I live alone. Um, I don't think cats can catch it, you know, so I think I'm good, but um, I probably won't, wouldn't attend one in January because I'd want to see how things roll out. But, um, you know, if I can make his a portal, I probably will. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I you know, feel nothing, like everything's up in the air. I feel like, and don't quote me on this because I know someone on Twitter will come back uh, <laughs> and, and, and throw this in my face, but I feel like I'll probably wait it out the, at least the first quarter of the year. And just see how things are going, mm -hmm. see what numbers look like. Um, and yeah, make, make a decision. Because like, so for example, my husband and I had decided that we were not going to move. We recently moved uh -huh. until the numbers were at a certain percentage. I can't remember what it was now. And mm -hmm. I like doing things that way where it's okay. When things get to like, you know, 50%. Cases or something like that—that mm -hmm. seems feels like safer. a thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, it was. We had decided we would stop wearing. We wouldn't wear when the mask mandate in our area kind of went away. We were like, mm -hmm. we're going to keep wearing masks until the numbers get this low, and the mm -hmm. numbers did get that low, and then they went back up again. So we started wearing masks again. Um. Yeah. So I'm uh, personally, I might look at it that way and say, okay, mm -hmm. if the word camp is in New York and New York is under this percentage that seems okay for me and I'll go yeah. Um, because yeah, I don't have any kids at home. I don't have any immuno immunocompromised people at home. My mom lives in a whole other state, um, but yeah. I don't want to get sick. I don't want my husband to get sick. Um, a lot of my friends who I see regularly are teachers. I don't want to potentially mm -hmm. pass something on to them that they could pass to their students. Like it right. just, I think about all the. So many variables. Yeah. So many, so variables. many variables. So, so it's going to come down to a personal decision for each person. Yeah, you know, exactly. if the camps are even able to happen and wherever they're located, mm -hmm. um, it'll definitely be an, a, a personal decision. I would hope that people won't um, politicize it any more than is necessary. And, and quite honestly, I don't think anything is necessary as far as politics. <laughs> I can't say words today. Politicization, politic mm -hmm. you know, po making po things political, politicizing it. Right. Um, yeah. And then, you know, and that if, if people decide to be there, that 
that's respected and that people decide to stay home, that's respected. Um, I am curious if our listeners want to go on to our Twitter account and let us know, what are your thoughts? Are you, you know, what are you thinking? Are you going to go back to in-person camps? What are your, some of your personal guidelines for doing that? We want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, please let us know. I'm really curious to see how people are feeling because I have not um, heard a lot of conversation around. I remember when this post came out and I looked at it and I had my feelings about it, but I don't really remember Mm -hmm. seeing a lot of people discussing it. I would really, really start it. Let's start the conversation. (laughs) Yeah. How does this affect you? Like, is this something you're going to jump on? Are you going to wait? Like, we really. I really want to know. Michelle really wants to know. So please tell us. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I think we're recording together again next week, like two weeks in a row. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And like I tend to say at the end of every, um, every podcast, I have no idea what we'll be talking about. It'll depend on what comes up between now and then and and what what tickles our fancies to use an old term. And we also like taking suggestions. Like yeah, if there's something absolutely. you want us to talk about, if there's an issue or a question or something like that that you have, like please tweet it at us because we will see it and um, like we we do not get inundated with <laughs> Twitter messages uh-huh. at the at we're also open time. to we're also open to having guests. So if you have a topic you want mm-hmm. to discuss with us as opposed to just proposing for us to discuss, please um, send that out to us as well. Absolutely. We appreciate right. you listening. Okay. Stay safe, everybody. This episode was sponsored by the following companies. NinjaForms. NinjaForms is WordPress form building simplified. Build beautiful, user-friendly forms that will make you feel like a professional web developer. No code required. Stellar WP. Stellar WP is a collective of WordPress innovators standing behind WordPress plugins like iThemes, the Events Calendar, Restrict Content Pro, GiveWP, and more. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.